0: We hope you are able to access your employment rights at work to provide yourself with some security in these uncertain times. Having just spent the last two episodes looking at the impact of the new COVID law on your employment rights, this week we get back to looking at your rights around unfair dismissals. It's important that we do this because there are bound to be dismissals that occur because of the new COVID law, which some employees will feel are unfair dismissals. So, knowing some of the steps you can take to at least begin to ask questions, we hope, will be a helpful route for you. So, what is an unfair dismissal and how does it differ from a fair dismissal? These are the points that we'll be covering in the next few episodes. In episodes 74 to 83, we focused on everything to do with fair dismissals, which are dismissals you can face where your employer can use a potentially fair reason to get rid of you, even if you think your employer's behaviour is unfair. With unfair dismissals, the title is clear. We are dealing with dismissals that you believe are unfair or dismissals which are actually unfair because the employer has not followed expected procedural fairness steps when dismissing you. Unfair dismissals can also be unfair if your employer has dismissed you for a reason that is unfair. The Employment Rights Act 1966 is where your dismissal rights can be found And the act is clear that as an employee, you are entitled to be dismissed for a fair reason, which will likely be based on your capability to do your job, capability linked to performance, or for reasons of conduct, which is about your behavior at work, or for an economic business reason, which will influence things like making you redundant, or for some other substantial reason. And you'll remember that we covered all of these examples in detail in episodes 75 to 83 of the podcast. So you can revisit these episodes if you need a reminder of the key points. Now, the key thing to remember with unfair dismissals is that not every member of staff in the workplace will be entitled to claim unfair dismissal. Unfair dismissal rights can only be claimed by staff members who are employees and that's the first hurdle that needs to be crossed. If you're a part-time employee or a fixed-term employee, as long as you are on a permanent contract with your company, you are an employee and therefore you are entitled to unfair dismissal employment rights. Unfortunately, you will not have any rights to challenge an unfair dismissal if you are self-employed, an agency worker or a worker of any type of other contract that classifies you as a worker. The next important hurdle that must be crossed, however, is vital to you being able to pursue any claim of unfair dismissal in an employment tribunal. That hurdle is that you must have two years continuous service with the same employer before you become entitled to claim unfair dismissal. Thousands of employment tribunal cases are heard in this matter alone because of the importance of establishing whether an employee has the right to bring an unfair dismissal claim to an employment tribunal. Which, let's face it, if you bring a claim to a tribunal and win, this could have financial and reputational consequences for both you and the employer. But you could lose your right to bring your case to a tribunal if you are not sure how your two years of continuous service are being calculated by your employer. So we're going to spend some time here. Two years service doesn't mean that you have to have worked in the same job or the same location for two years. No, it means that as long as you have been with the same employer, and in some cases, this can also mean working for the same umbrella companies as the company that first hires you. As long as you are with the same employer, Even if you have moved sites or you have been moved to a different part of the business, if it's the same employer, then your continuous service still runs. Now, this is a very important point because there have been many, many cases where employers have been a bit ambitious in trying to get around the two-year continuous employment rule by moving people around various businesses in the same company and then dismissing them and then trying to claim that employees don't have the necessary two years continuous service because they've moved to a different part of the business that was not connected to where the employee previously worked. One of the more recent cases where this can be seen involved an employee who worked for an oil company. Let's call that company Olive Oil Limited. Olive Oil Limited dismissed the employee on the 21st of February 2018. The employee then brought a claim of unfair dismissal. But before that claim could be heard, Olive Oil contended that the employee did not have two years continuous service and therefore the employment tribunal did not have jurisdiction to hear the unfair dismissal case. The tribunal then convened a hearing to decide this point and this is what the tribunal found. The tribunal found that the employee started working with olive oil in 2004 and worked continuously until she was posted to Palm Oil Limited in 2016, so a 12-year working history. Palm Oil operated in a different country, but it was common knowledge that olive oil and palm oil were part of the same holding company. The employee stayed with her job with palm oil for several months, but was not happy being overseas. So she then resigned from the job. But at the same time as tendering her resignation, olive oil then offered the employee another job with olive oil. And instead of working notice with palm oil, the employee returned to the UK. And after a brief period of transition time, began working with Olive Oil. The employee was then dismissed a year later and Olive Oil claimed that the employee did not have two years continuous service. The tribunal disagreed and stated that the employer had been happy to accept the employee's offer to not work her notice with palm oil and instead to go straight to the new job offer. And that the employee was entitled to do this in the same way that the employer was entitled to benefit from the employee's decision. And in that regard, because there was a mutual agreement to accept these terms, there was no break in service, as any break was covered by mutual agreements between the parties. So in effect... I move to another job. I'm with the holding company in another part of the business. I don't like that job. I resign. And before that resignation has any meaningful time behind it, another part of the business gives me another job. And it takes me about a week or two to come back from this international job, sort myself out and then go back to working for my original company. I accept that I'm going to waive any notice pay that I should be paid from the international company, remembering that they're all part of the same business. So, I accept that in starting work straight away, I'm not going to receive that notice pay, but I'm okay because I'm going to start work with the same company and then after a period of time, I'll receive a salary. And the Employment Tribunal accepted that this was the arrangement and that both parties had agreed it and had mutually benefited from that arrangement. So, the employers claim that there was no two-year continuous service was thrown out and the tribunal found in favour of the employee. That case will proceed to a full hearing And we'll look out for that case and we'll let you know. Because now that the issue of the two-year rule has been decided, the case can proceed to a full hearing about unfair dismissal. And this is how complex things can get when dealing with length of service disputes. Employers know that if they can prevent you from bringing unfair dismissal claims to an employment tribunal, then if you're treated badly at work and then you're dismissed, the employer will not have to answer for this bad behaviour. But just as important here is that you, the employee, must not give in to bullying tactics that try to undermine your two years of continuous service, especially when you've been moved around different parts of the company. Don't just accept the employer's version of your work history get some checks on that history yourself. Because as our case example shows, a tribunal may have a very different view to your employer. And if you win on the two years continuous employment rule, you are then in a position to have your case fully heard at an employment tribunal. If you're unsure about how to proceed, Check our support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this episode. And that's it for this week. Remember, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.